The Voices of Search podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything podcast network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. Welcome to the Voices of Search podcast and I Hear Everything production. In this podcast, we'll share the news, knowledge, and strategies you need to navigate the ever-changing world of SEO. Ready to expedite your company's organic growth efforts? Sit back, relax, and get ready for your daily dose of search engine optimization wisdom. Here's today's host of the Voices of Search podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Bridge Toll, California, customer service number. Highway miles to the gallon, Ford Focus. Thailand Cave Rescue Operation. What is Schema F? Best wine bars in San Carlos, California. Best Western hotels. How old is Ronaldo? What happened with Big Brother? What's a good engagement? How long before a wedding should I send out and save the dates? Use IMAP to check email on other email clients. Identify fonts from where to find you were four years Welcome to the Voices of Search podcast. Today we're going to talk about technical changes that impact your SEO performance. Joining us is Dale Bertrand, who is the president of Fire and Spark, which is a company that helps e-commerce and B2B brands compete against established competitors for search traffic. With a unique focus on SEO, content marketing, and analytics, Fire and Spark delivers quantifiable results that help brands sustain continuous growth in organic sales. Yesterday, Dale and I talked about Google's AI changes and how they impact SEO. And today we're going to continue the conversation talking about e-commerce SEO beyond core web vitals. And this podcast is also sponsored by Ahrefs. What if I told you that you could monitor your website's SEO health, backlinks, and organic rankings at no costs? Sounds too good to be true? Well, it's not. Because my friends at Ahrefs just launched Ahrefs Webmaster Tools. Ahrefs' new Webmaster Tools product quickly helps you improve your site's visibility by pointing solutions to over 100 technical issues that might be holding your search performance down. Plus, AWT monitors for backlinks so you'll know the most linked to pages and how those links are affecting your rankings. And AWT shares what keywords your website ranks for and compares how you stack up against competitors for key metrics like search volume, keyword difficulty, and traffic value. Look, monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools. And now, thanks to Ahrefs, that's not the case anymore because AWT will help you monitor your SEO health, backlinks, and keywords for free. And no, it's not one of those 14-day free trial offers. It's a powerful site audit tool that will keep working for you for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. All right, here's the second part of my conversation with Dale Bertrand, the president of Fire and Spark. Dale, welcome back to the Voices of Search podcast. Well, I'm glad you invited me back. I, I sound surprised. Hey, always good to have you here. Always great to talk to a veteran of the SEO community. Yesterday, you and I talked about how Google's AI changes have become more sophisticated and basically change the purpose of what SEOs are doing. We are a business unit that is supposed to understand who the customer is, understand what their questions are, and create content for them first. And when you're in a non-competitive, a non-commodity industry, most of the time just creating the content and making sure that Google has the signals to understand 
what your reputation is, is enough. Let's talk a little bit about some of the more competitive industries where the tiebreakers really matter. You're an expert in SEO, and we've talked a lot about core web vitals over the last year. To me, SEO is the example of the most competitive industry, right? There's products that are being launched every day. It's easier to get something up on a website into Amazon. And now the question becomes, all right, everybody can have a Me Too product pretty much on any platform in any country. So how are we differentiating? Is Core Web Vitals and your technical SEO really the big differentiator when it comes to e-commerce? It's not. And I might get darts thrown at me for saying that. But there are some larger websites with many, many pages where Core Web Vitals and other technical optimizations matter because you can increase the just you know, a small percentage increase in organic traffic would be a big deal, or even to help with conversion rate, like improving page load speed or something like that. But at the end of the day, with most e-commerce sites, and and I'm so happy we're talking about e-commerce because uh, most of the clients that our agency works with are e-commerce. For most e-commerce sites, we have had success focusing on authority as the big hammer, the big differentiator. And I mean authority broadly, I'll get into more detail on that, but also targeted content, just being really smart about Uh, how you're optimizing your content and the type of content you're creating. Okay. So I worked at eBay for a while on the SEO team. And one of the biggest problems that we have is, look, eBay's got a product for everything. So like mass e-commerce, you're basically taking pages that are commoditized. And to me, the differentiator is linking to the pages, internal linking. The reputation is high for these mega e-commerce, the Ebays, the Amazons, the Macy's of the world. So the technical aspect really ends up being the differentiators. And you're saying, well, most of the time for e-commerce, authority matters. So what do you mean by authority and why is it such a big differentiator in e-commerce? Yeah, and I want to point out that most e-commerce websites are not eBay. So eBay has, as you just pointed out, has just unique issues (laughs) like um, (laughs) listing pages and duplicate content all over the place. And it's just, I imagine that it would be a mess. So I feel for you in your former life (laughs) doing SEO on the eBay website. But most e-commerce websites are smaller, have less authority, less of all those types of issues. So when I say authority is a differentiator, it's kind of like back in the day, we used to say backlinks were were always the big hammer, like the biggest uh, knob that you had to turn when it came to, to your rankings. And when I say authority, backlinks is lumped in there, but there are other factors in authority that are worth paying attention to now, especially for e-commerce like engagement with your website. You know, we look at click-through rate in the search results pages, but also we look at bounce rate on individual pages. And then reviews. So if we're, now that we're talking about e-commerce sites, making sure that you have product reviews um, using a plugin that's trusted by Google so that you get some authority from that, not just like the featured snippets from it. But then there's also an element here that I call the company you keep, which is that depending on the market that you're in. For example, if you're selling a medical product, you have the opportunity to associate your brand with institutions and authorities with letters after their names in the medical space. And Google can see that, especially when it's reciprocal. It's not just like the Mayo Clinic logo on your website. And if that's reciprocal and you're able to do content partnerships with other authoritative brands and individuals in the medical space, Google's going to see that and that increases the authority of your site. And you can do that with e-commerce sites where we've had success with it. And then imagine an e-commerce site where you're in the education space and you have the opportunity to associate your brand with individuals and organizations in the education space. 
the list goes on and on there. Like we worked with a, an e-commerce site that was selling products to the pet space. And we wanted to make sure that they, when they produce content, they had authors or just reviewers, advisors that were veterinarians with letters after their name because Google sees that when it comes to authority building. So the big hammer is really building the authority of your site. And so much depends on the product niche that you're in. If like jewelry, if you want, you're trying, you're selling like wedding rings or something or engagement rings, that's very, very competitive. And uh, for something like that, I would recommend going after top of funnel traffic or mid funnel traffic because it's really hard to go after like the keyword engagement rings or something like that. But you could imagine a less competitive, like we work with a client who sells organic candles with like soy wax candles. And there's a the ton of, of keywords in that space that you can go after. So much depends on like how competitive it is. But you want you always want to be building authority with, like I'm saying, with backlinks and focusing on engagement and reviews and the company you keep in order and, and that'll help you regardless. The company you keep. So what I'm hearing from you is it's not always what you're doing, but it's who you're working with. And I think that that's twofold, right? You're talking about, well, is there reciprocal, even if it's not linking, are they mentioning your brand on somebody else's website? We work with the Mayo Clinic. The Mayo Clinic talks about us. Okay, Google can associate those two entities together. Time for a one-minute break to hear from our sponsor, Previsible. So you're looking for SEO help, and you got a couple of options. You could start replying to spam from agencies that claim they can get you to rank number one on Google. You can pay an hourly rate for a consultant who will inevitably nickel and dime you with hourly charges. Or you can work with a cookie-cutter agency to quickly launch a strategy-less project with low success rate. None of those sound very good, now do they? Well, that's where Previsible's integrated consulting model comes in. Previsible draws from a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to unlock your organic growth opportunities. They build custom solutions that combine strategy, technical expertise, content, and reporting to effectively operationalize SEO for your business. Previsible's four-stage approach ensures that your SEO programs thrive by starting off with a strategy-first approach. Then they support you in your efforts to create quality content, help you identify technical issues, and most importantly, they'll work with your cross-functional teams to integrate your SEO strategies to make sure that your SEO budget actually drives results, not just your agency's bottom line. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, Square, all who rely on the SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's previsible, P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. There's also the flip side of who's creating the content. Talk to me a little bit about the authority of the writer. Does it matter to Google who is actually having the voice, an individual person writing content, or is it the brand? How much does authority matter when you talk about who is publishing the content? Yeah, well, so we all know that like Google authorship used to be a thing. And there was a time that Google was saying that it was going to keep track of who's writing what. And then they reversed course and decided that that wasn't really a powerful signal to them, which is interesting. But the way we use the author box, Ben, to answer your question, is that we want to have authors with with letters after their name, depending on the space that you're in. We're talking about e-commerce websites right now. So we would love to have content that is authoritative and reviewed by somebody authoritative, somebody who's associated with organizations or institutions that are authoritative in the space. 
So the way we'll use the author box is the name of the writer. Some of these are ghost written too for somebody who has the authority. But we'll use the author box to basically mention whoever it is that either wrote the article or reviewed the article. Because sometimes we'll hire an MD who's associated with you know authoritative institutions that we want associated with the e-commerce brand. And it's hard to get an MD to write your content. So instead, we have reviewed by or medically reviewed by. And we, we've got a number of medical sites that we're working with. So that works well. But, but like I said, you can do the same thing for dog products, candles, the educational products, like it works. Okay, so we have this notion of authority being the tiebreaker between competitive industries. We're not so much thinking about the technical SEO and your core web vitals as the primary tiebreaker. What are some of the other ways that you can differentiate or push yourself ahead in a competitive industry like e-commerce? Yeah, and I want to be really careful. Like if you've got a large website like eBay, you're going to have a number of technical issues. And yes, you need to focus on them. And it's even and it's also possible that you have a smaller website, a more typical e-commerce website that is broken. And if your website is broken, if your pages are really slow, then fix it. That's I'm not saying not to fix uh, broken technical things. It's just that most e-commerce websites are built on a pretty solid platform of Shopify or WooCommerce or BigCommerce or Magento or whatever it is, and they aren't going to have the like huge opportunities to improve page speed or some other technical issue and actually 2x or 3x your organic traffic. So if it's broken, fix it from a technical perspective. But once you've got a solid foundation, you really need to be focused on authority and content. And Ben, to answer your question, you were saying, like, what should people be focused on? What are the other tiebreakers? Yeah, for e-commerce. And what we like to focus on on the content side is generating efficient content. So a lot of what people are doing when they start doing SEO is they're doing blogging. So if I'm selling uh, pet food, I'm I'm writing about what's it like to... Or writing about all kinds of lifestyle issues about being like a a pet parent or, or something like that. What we like to avoid blogging because it takes a lot of effort and resources, as everybody knows. And instead, focus on more efficient content type. So if you think about the keywords that you're targeting uh, for your e-commerce site, there's going to be top of funnel informational keywords. There's going to be mid, mid-funnel keywords, things like soy wax candles, whatever it is. And then there's going to be these bottom of the funnel purchase intent keywords that you're optimizing product pages for. And those are the highest converting keywords, but they're also low volume and they're, they're very detailed because these are the people who know what they want. They're ready to buy. So for that bottom of the funnel, we're optimizing product pages. And then to answer your question, the differentiator on product pages is really expanding the keywords that you're going after. So we like to make sure you have all the product details. Uh, You've got synonyms of whatever it is. Like it's a big chair, it's a large chair, so that we're going to rank for all of that. And then the problems it solves. So we worked with a client who was selling an ergonomic chair. It was called the Ergo Ergo. The only keyword they were optimizing for was ergo ergo. And if I'm looking for an ergonomic chair and I've never heard of that product, I'm not going to type that into Google. So that's a waste. So I mean, maybe you're typing in ergo, but yeah, yeah. The double ergo is probably not going to happen very frequently. Yeah. So using this product as an example, there are details in terms of the size, the color, and then the synonyms of those words, but then also the problem it solves. So it's, it's an ergonomic chair, but it's also a back pain chair or an ergonomic office chair or an ergonomic home office chair. And then we think about the use cases. Where would you use it? And that's when we get into things like home office or, or ergonomic deck chair. I'm, I'm making this up. 
because there's a whole ecosystem of ergonomic keywords. So we're optimizing product pages, and, and that's really to get the bottom of the funnel purchase intent keywords. And then for the middle of the funnel, we're creating collection pages. And the reason why I like the idea of creating collection pages is because they're versatile. I mean, they could you could list them in your navigation, and then they become categories and subcategories. Or you can create a collection that's not in your navigation. It sits off to the side of the taxonomy that you've built out for your product catalog. And it might be something like I was saying before, soy wax candles. And this is a page on your site where you can list five or six or however many products make sense in the product grid, but you can also put some content on that page. And we like to start out with a couple sentences of copy at the top or the bottom of the product grid on these collection pages and build as many of them as we can. Uh, We had a gift site that we did this with where we were building out gift pages like uh, Mother's Day gifts for moms who cook. And another collection page was Father's Day gifts for men who hunt, things like that. And these are really, really easy pages to create or relatively easy compared to blogging because we start out and we build them out when they're working, but we start out by creating them with like two sentences of copy. But you can create a lot of them really efficiently and go after those mid-funnel keywords. And then for top of funnel, you could imagine blogging and that works and, and we, do, we do do some of that. But you can also create you know, a non-branded FAQ. So the typical e-commerce FAQ is about the shipping policy for the website or might have information about the products. But a non-branded FAQ would be about the product category. So it's not about how does this... Co- like what's the shipping details for this company? It's, a, it's questions about soy wax candles. Like are soy wax candles organic? Or it can... I'm trying to think of, think of questions here off the top of my head. Um, you know, where can I buy soy wax candles? How long does it take for soy wax candles to melt? Yeah. Yeah. Where can I buy soy wax candles or, or things like that? And so these non-branded FAQs where we can come up with a whole bunch of questions and write one paragraph answers. And then when it's working, build them out so they're longer sometimes when we have individual pages that are working really well. But that allows us to really go after the top of funnel informational keywords on an e-commerce page without blogging. Like without, like for the amount of time it takes for a writer to write a blog article, they could answer 10 or 15 of these questions. And that's just a more efficient use of writing resources. What I'm hearing from you is start at the bottom of the funnel with the pages that are going to drive business results first. And think about how you're going to create content at scale that doesn't require a lot of labor. I've got all these product pages. How do I aggregate them together to make some listicles? Top gifts for men who hunt. As an example, when I already have my product pages, those are easier to produce than a net new piece of content that's the ultimate guide for men's hunting, right? You're looking for ways to create content that's going to address a consumer's need without having to create a bunch of unique content. And that's other ways that you can master a variety of keywords that are closer to the bottom of the funnel than what you're doing, probably a little bit more actionable than trying to tweak your website to get one more fraction of a millisecond of performance to optimize for core web vitals. And that wraps up this episode of the Voices of Search podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Dale Bertrand, the president of Fire and Spark. Join us again tomorrow when Dale and I wrap up our conversation talking about purpose-driven SEO. If you can't wait until our next episode and you'd like to learn more about Dale, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter where his handle is dbertrand, that's D-B-E-R-T-R-A-N-D. Or you can visit his company's website, which is fireandspark.com. That's the three words, fire and spelled out 
www.andspark.com. And also on that website, Dale's got an authority first SEO guide at fireandspark.com slash authority. And a special thanks to Previsible for sponsoring this podcast. If you're looking for support with all of your SEO needs, Previsible's integrated consulting model is there for you. They draw on a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to help you unlock your organic search and growth opportunities. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, and Square, all who rely on SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. And a special thanks to Ahrefs for sponsoring this podcast. Monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools, but that's not the case anymore thanks to Ahrefs because they just launched their Ahrefs Webmaster Tools product, which monitors your SEO health, helps you keep track of your backlinks, and gives you the insight into what keywords are performing for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's Ahrefs, A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. All right, just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to VoicesOfSearch.com, where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also send us your topic suggestions or your SEO questions, and you can even apply to be a guest speaker on the Voices of Search podcast. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is Voices of Search on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Or you can contact me personally. My handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of SEO and content marketing insights in your podcast feed. We're going to publish an episode every day during the work week. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed in the next business day. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, remember the answers are always in the data. 